Hello, I'm Dale Gentry, and welcome to the Disciple Science Podcast. I'm an ecologist and a professor of biology and a Christian. I find great joy and harmony in my life exploring science, studying birds, and in following Jesus. I help start Disciple Science to produce short videos and other resources to show how integrating science and Christian faith can inspire a fuller knowledge of God. I'm glad you're here to join me and occasional guests to explore the intersection of science and Christian faith. Now let's get on with part two of an interview with Dr. Seigart, author of The Works of His Hands. If you haven't yet listened to the first half of the interview, I suggest you start there. In this second half, Sai will tell more of his story about how an interest and training in science led him into faith in Jesus Christ. Well, if, if we can um, uh, change direction just a little sure. bit, one of the things I was really struck by in your book is your inclusion of these what you call fables. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think those are so wonderful. So um, I, I have read a lot of Alistair McGrath and I'm a big fan of his framework. And he, he um, repeatedly is saying, we need to engage our imagination in order to conceive of God. I think this authors of scripture are using all these metaphors that are asking us to right. use our imagination. You know, the G- parables of Jesus parables are of asking Jesus, us to right. use our imagination and that, that we just can't be entirely rational all the time. Right. And I think that you're, um, so, so you, I'll, I could let you describe it, but you wrote four different uh, parables and these are just kind of not, what you think actually happened, but just, uh, uh, oh, <laughs> right. I think, and maybe you can. Def- oh, you're right. <laughs> but, but just uh, inviting the reader to consider why, you know, what, why did humans get to be the way they are? And right. why does there appear to be things like chance in, in right. nature? Right. And how did God see the Bible and its, right. you know, messiness and those sorts of things. So I, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to you, but tell us about, your decision to include those fables in your book and how they've been received. And um, okay. uh, yeah, tell us more about that. An interesting story. I, most of those I had written, not while writing the book, I'd written them earlier oh, okay. as yeah. uh, never thinking that they would go public in a, in a large <laughs> way. Yeah. I wrote them as, as answers to atheists who were pressing me online mm. Uh, about various things like why why does the Bible contradict itself if it's true how does it yeah. contradict itself so yeah. that's why I wrote the one about the editor who, yeah. <laughs> who was given <laughs> these two chapters and you know <laughs> and he decided no you guys got to get together and straighten this out I mean you know either this details are a mess yeah and then God comes in and says actually leave it the way it is because there's a truth in there that I want my people to see and yeah. Uh, so I, that was that one. And, and there is one fable I wrote, by the way, that is not in the book because hmm. it was a little bit, it was, sorry, it was a little bit too irreverent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's on one of my blog. It's, it's about, it, it responds to the question from atheists, which is, uh, okay, if God is real, why doesn't he prove that he's real? And of course the first answer is, uh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think Jesus Christ was? Yeah. You know, but the second answer is, okay, let's say God proves it's real. He comes down in a spaceship, he flies or, or some kind of 
craft. He flies around the world he, with a big banner that says, I am God, the Almighty. Yeah. And then he lands and he does some obvious miracles, some of which are pretty funny. And, uh, and then uh, what happens? Okay, Every, you can't not believe in God. He's as real as the IRS. Okay. Yep. And so what happens <laughs> is kind of funny. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't use that one because it's really irreverent about the character <laughs> of God. And I took, I, I never, I, I put it in one draft, but I don't think I put it in the others. Now, what happened when I sent, when the book went to the publisher and the editors, was there was some discussion. Uh, Kriegel is, is, a, is, is a great publishing company. It's moderately conservative Christian. Okay. Uh, they're not what you would call anything near open theist or, yeah, right. you know, uh, or, or liberal. Uh, and, uh, and, and I was concerned. I, I asked the editor, who was terrific, um, should I take these out at one point? And he said, no, no, I, they're great. They're basically what you said. I mean, they're, they're telling a story. And, uh, and, and everybody approved them. I did, make, I did modify them a little bit because I myself felt that they were maybe, you know, <laughs> would bother a few people. Well, right. the feedback I've had has been uniformly positive. I mean, yeah. I haven't, nobody has said to me, how dare you speak about God that way? Yeah. And oh, especially one with, with the birds, you know, and, which goes totally against scripture. I mean, <laughs> it's a whole different story right. about how humans develop. Uh, but people s apparently see it the way you saw it, uh, as, mm -hmm. you know, telling a story. Yep. Uh, a lot of people have said the humor in the book is, is good. It's it, welcome. It yeah. Them, yeah. You know, especially after hearing about uh, protein synthesis <laughs> <laughs> and all these uh, things about DNA, which, you know, turn a lot of people off. Yep. So I haven't had any negative feedback on that score. I'm very happy about that yep. and, uh, and pleased. Um, and, you know, if, if a story like that helps, you know, this book was not written only for Christians. It was also written for people like I was who were mm -hmm. on the cusp, on the verge, yep. maybe thinking of giving up their Christianity or maybe thinking of going there but can't quite get there. And, you know, those people will read these fables and laugh a little and then say, hmm, you know, that's an interesting point. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Well, I think an important aspect of this whole debate uh, between faith and science is that um, uh, people want, uh, uh, you know, rock solid certainty uh, both right. in, in their science and right. I think at least in, in my field of science of ecology, there's very little that is, that is right. absolute. There's always uh, wiggle room. There's always exactly. variability. Uh, I think that's probably tr more true of ecology than other fields. Well, actually but, I would say it's true of molecular biology. Really? Also, okay. <laughs> really. And I think it's true in all fields. And this yep. is something that a lot of non-scientists don't get. Yep. Yep. They, Absolutely. Yeah. Especially, you know, even my memory of, as an undergrad, you have this professor in front of you and their PhD and their publications, and you think they're just a, they know everything about everything and they wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't dare share something that, you know, had some uncertainty to it. And after completing my graduate education, uh, and I, I realized how, how much is, that's not true. Right? Yes, that's not true at all. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know if you've ever read it, but uh, Pete Enns wrote a book, The Sin of Certainty, which yeah. Uh, yeah. is a great book. Important for people to understand that, especially when reading scripture 
and when approaching science, when all these things, we can have fruitful discussions, we can think intelligently about God and talk about what scripture has to say to us. But when we need uh, 100% certainty about what happened in the past or right. what this passage of scripture means, we're, we're just barking up the wrong tree, I think. The two groups of folks who worship certainty are mm -hmm. uh, certain young earth creationists who yeah. take the Bible in a very literal interpretation yep. and atheists. Yep. Yeah. They're in absolutely. complete agreement with each other <laughs> uh, about, about the need for certainty. And, yep. you know, I, I, I do a lot on Twitter. I have a lot of people following and I got a bunch of atheists. Whenever I tweet anything, they come in with, well, prove your God. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I get, I'm bored by that by now. I, I used to say, you don't understand. There's no such thing as proof, except if you're looking at math or logic. Yeah, right. Yep. So anyway, but it's, it's tiring. And, but there are many uneducated, not scientifically educated people, both Christians and atheists who yep. have this mistaken idea of science that, you know, science comes up with facts, right? Right. This is the Sam Harris. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, no, uh, yeah, we, we come up with facts, but that doesn't mean we're certain uh, right. about, yeah. about the world. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's, it's frustrating. You're right. Yeah. And that's why it's so, it's so great to talk to another scientist because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I have talked to many atheists and many Christians. Uh, yesterday, I actually talk to one of each <laughs> and you know, they're great people. The, the people I talk to are usually good people, um, yeah. but they don't know this. I mean, they don't, they don't understand that science, if you're really into it in a deep way, as you are, once you get your PhD and you start doing actual research, you know, you're, you're not, you're not looking things up. <laughs> you're trying to learn <laughs> yeah. the truth from nature. From scratch, and yeah. that's, you get it's almost exactly the same thing at least in my in my uh, spirit my view yep. my whatever my soul it's the same thing as trying to understand scripture yeah i mean yep. the parallels are so close that yep. can't be an accident yep yeah I, mean, I, I completely agree you know you, you take someone who's doing a careful exegesis of of a scriptural passage and writing a book about you know three lines in matthew or something and all of that, or somebody like N.T. Wright, you know, who, yeah. who I just bought his latest book. It's, you know, it's 600 <laughs> tomb, pages. Yeah. It's all about, you know, Paul, basically, and, yeah. and the New Testament. And that's science. That's exactly how science is, yeah. right? I mean, how many papers are published on the mechanism of one enzyme or, you know, the, yeah. the, the behavioral ecology of one species of termite. I mean, it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's vast. It, yeah. it, and so that parallel to me is telling us something. Yep. Well, I think this is um, an important, uh, importantly related to the idea of intelligent design. And I, I think they have the same approach that they want certainty that science can can basically prove the existence of a God. Mm. And I think you and I are on a similar page as sort of evolutionary creationists who, I, I love the term intelligent design, but the, mm -hmm. but the theology behind it 
and the philosophy right. and the science. I just don't know if I'm totally on board. T tell us a little bit about your position about why intelligent yeah. design is not something that you're uh, fully embrace. Right. Well, the first thing to say, I think, is just like evolutionary, evolutionary creationism is not a single view. Yeah. It's a tent. Right. Same is true for <laughs> intelligent design. And I, I, know, I know several people in that movement uh, or people who don't embrace evolution completely, but, um, but you know, do hold to an old earth and are yeah. open to the scientific uh, realities. And I'm talking about people like Hugh Ross and Fazrana, sure, as well sure. as yep. some of the folks in the ID group. Uh, and, and it's changing. I mean, the original ID idea was exactly as you put it was, and it was sort of a, a an attempt to get creation science into schools and mm. by making it scientific. And it was what I objected to it was the very negative aspect of it. Mm. So it was basically saying, that um, evolution cannot be true because of whatever an irreducible complexity right. or yeah. you know the chances of getting a particular protein out of all the possible ones and these are all arguments that are not very convincing because they're negative only and they don't give any alternative hypotheses because they don't they claim they don't posit God as the yeah. I, I think that it's much better to say, okay, let's not talk about science when we talk about God. Let's talk about God. Yeah. Yep. And and all we have to say is God is the creator of everything. Has God intervened since the creation? Yep. That's open to discussion. And I believe the answer is yes. Yep. There are other people at BioLogos, for example, who don't agree with that. They say yep. we don't need that. We We have... God created everything in the way it was supposed to be and work out. And, and that may be true. I mean, I don't know, you know, yeah, but right, my yeah. own view yeah. is, uh, is somewhat different, but again, it's, it's not a tightly held view. It's, I hold it the way I hold yeah. all my views. Speaking you know, of uncertainty. Subject yeah, right. to change. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Subject <laughs> to uncertainty. And, uh, and the same thing is true with ID. So uh, for example, I, I've had some discussions. I met Ann Gager, who was one of the ID people. Uh, we've had some very good discussions. Uh, she published something in in our uh, in that magazine that I edit, God mm -hmm. in Nature. Uh, and I know that I've reviewed Michael Denton's book, actually for BioLogos. I reviewed his book positively, hmm. uh, even though the title is crazy. He says, uh, Evolution Still a Theory in Crisis, but the book has nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically clickbait, it's, yeah. it's clickbait. It's a discussion of the extended evolutionary synthesis, which I agree is a very important development. Yeah, yeah. In evolutionary theory, and uh, so he's you know he and 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 Michael Behe are are a little bit more, or I should say less in the strict original ID camp, where Steve yeah. Meyer and maybe a little more in there. Paul Nelson. So it, they're, you know, they're not a, a homogeneous front either. And, yeah, true. And I think they've moved away from this idea of, quote, proving that God exists because evolution can't be real or whatever yeah. was their idea. So I'm more sympathetic uh, than I have been in the past. And, and there are other ideas coming along from other people about, you know, Adam and Eve, uh, about I don't know if you are familiar with the book 
uh, genealogical, genealogical yeah, by yeah, right. Josh yeah, yeah. And I mean, I know all these people. We we meet at at, at the ASA conference. Uh, some of them are my friends. Uh, we we argue, <laughs> you know. Uh, we yell at each other, uh, but really, we're all we all you know. We all agree. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yes. Lived. Yeah died, rose from the dead, our sins are forgiven. I mean, you know, he's our, he is our savior and that's the key issue and that we don't discuss. So, um, everything else, I mean, I had, um, when I, when it became clear for me on Twitter that when it became clear that I was holding to evolution and I was an evolutionary creationist, this happened maybe a year ago and I, I had quite a few thousand followers. I don't remember the number, but, and I know that I had a lot of young earth creationist followers. Hmm. Um, and I thought I would lose a lot of, I lost one follower. Hmm. Oh, really? That's it. One. Wow. And he wrote to me and he, yeah. he told me, I'm really sorry, but I can't follow you. I like everything else you do, but I can't follow you if you deny the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and he was the only one who uh, who did that. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> and since then, it's it's quite clear that I'm that I hold to evolution. I've I've said it online so many times in various debates yep. and interviews, etc. And the, you know, I've made it clear that I don't believe this is a salvation issue. And it turns out most of the young earth creationists agree with me. Yeah. I had a very fierce debate with Kent Hovind. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And at, at some point he was, you know, we were both getting hot under the collar. <laughs> I, I, I hope to avoid that, but it did, it, it yeah. happened anyway. And, uh, you know, well, you, you can't deny biblical truth and, and but at the end of the debate, he agreed that I am a Christian and <clears throat> my salvation is not in doubt because yeah. of that. Yep. And so as long as we all accept that, and I will say, and I won't mention his name, but I will say there is a very prominent young earth creationist who has not gotten there, which is yeah. unfortunate. Yep. And uh, I feel that's a real problem. Yeah. But as long as everyone else can agree there, uh, Jesus Christ is the center of our faith. Yep. Uh, and the Bible, I don't dispute biblical inerrancy. I just have a def- different definition of it. Right. Yep. Uh, and a different interpretation of it. But, yep. you know, it is the Word of God. And if we agree on all of these things, then uh, we'll talk about it. We just yep. keep talking about it. It's like science. You yep. Know? Yep. I mean, I've been to meetings where scientists have yelled and screamed at each other, <laughs> called each other heretic in a way, yeah. you know? And yeah. That's, that's what happens when you're dealing with a tough, complex issue. Yeah, right. Yep. And people feel passionately about it. And I, yeah. I, I do understand that. And it is encouraging to see, you know, I think there was recently that a book co-published by uh, Biologos and Reasons to Believe talking about yeah old earth and evolutionary creationism and and um mm-hmm. and uh falk has, has published that book recently Daryl falk with todd yeah, wood with, with yeah. todd wood yep and i i saw an interview 
at Calvin. And, you know, I think the grace that's starting to be put on right. display is really encouraging. I think some of that is, you know, thanks to people like you and others that are, that are writing these books and the young earth creationists are saying, well, they, these people do have a heart for Christ and they are passionate yeah. oh, about their faith and they, absolutely. they do believe in the Bible and they're, it's, it's getting harder and harder to just dismiss us as people with uh, a, fl yeah. a flimsy faith. Yeah. Um, and so to their credit, they're, they're having to reassess their position. They are. They are. And of course saying. they, they actually, <laughs> when I say this, I always get silence, shocked silence. Uh, AIG holds to evolution. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yep. You know, with, with natural selection. Yep. And Absolutely. They just, and and that that's that not just microevolution. I mean, they when they talk about a kind, they're basically talking about what yeah, uh, family, level, family, roughly, family, yeah, or yeah. even an order sometimes. Yep, so yep. you know, uh, yeah, I just they're almost with, there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I just spoke with uh, Greg Davidson last week. Yeah, I don't know if okay. you read his book. And he does oh, a really yeah. nice yeah. job of detailing. It's a great book. Um, that their beliefs. And it is, you know, I, I used to tell people 10 years ago, there's no such thing as a young earth evolutionist, but that's just not really the case anymore. They no, just, it's not. Exactly. Like a hyperspeed evolution. Hyperspeed evolution. Yeah, right. Different topic. But yeah, Greg, Greg's book is great. I don't know if you know the story, you know, we were both published by the same publisher on the same day. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know it was the same day. Yeah, And, and, and Greg, Greg and I, uh, we we were we were uh, we ran into each other at the ASA meeting in in, in the summer, and we st we were we were trying to figure out what's going on. How are they going to put out both books on the same? And it turned yeah. out that he's in a slightly different branch of Kriegel. Okay. So the the publisher was able to you know justify putting them both out at once, <laughs> but I don't think it was a mistake because actually the I, you know I read obviously read Greg's book. We both wrote re reviews of each other's books, very yeah. positive. Yeah. <clears throat> And I think the two books actually go together uh, very yeah, well. And they don't overlap that much no, other than no. the fact that we kind of hold the same theological scientific views, but they're different. Uh, Greg's very different is approaches, yeah. very powerful as an explanation of science and yep. you know, why the evolutionary creationist position is, is good. Yep. Uh, mine is much more of a memoir, right. more yep. touchy-feely, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, and a lot of people have reviewed them and said you got to get both. You know, uh, yeah. one help, one is good for the other. So I, I'm actually quite happy with that. Yeah, and I think Kriegel as well. I think the publishers are very. very they should be. Yeah, they're both very well done, and I think have been very well received. So that's yeah. that's encouraging. Well, related to that, what do you think is the future of the dialogue between science and faith? I mean, I, I have a, a sense of it, but I'm always interested to hear how people perceive, you know, the next 10 years, the next 20 years of this dialogue. Well, I'm optimistic. I think, I think the dialogue would have gone better by now if it hadn't been for this very strange phenomenon of the new atheist led by Richard Dawkins, yep. who totally derailed it and <clears throat> sort of influenced a, an entire generation of, of people to think that science and faith are, are yeah. enemies and in yep. conflict, kind of like what happened with Dixon White when he wrote his book in the in the nineteenth century. You know, the, the conflict between science and faith, the warfare between science and faith, and Dawkins and his friends 
just reinvigorated that whole argument, yep. very unfortunately. But I think we're, yeah, we're starting to grow out of that. I think, I think the generation that embraced the Dawkins, Harris, Hitchens group uh, may be being replaced by another generation, which what they know more about Dawkins is his sexual harassment charges. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that much about his <clears throat> philosophy. And, uh, and now there's some others who are taking up the mantle, but they're not very convincing. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the other hand, we have a whole generation. I mean, there's so many people I know who've been written, who've been writing, you know, great books. Who are I, I'm old, but I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, you and Greg and 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 that generation who are uh, there's Andy Walsh. I don't know. He wrote uh, uh, Faith Across the Multiverse, which is mm-hmm. very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a whole list of, of books in, on my blog <clears throat> um, on faith and science. Uh, Josh Swamidas's book, I think, is one that will stimulate a lot of discussion in a positive yeah. direction, even though it's, it's been controversial. Yep, yep. Uh, but it will stimulate some good conversations. Yep. And, yeah. And I think there is, you know, with Hugh Ross and, and Fuzz Rana, who I've had very good conversations with both of them, uh, I think that whole group of old earth creationists are also, as you said, they're speaking with Biologos, they're, they're, you know, and, and the Todd Wood, Daryl Falk book is, is a, encouraging. Yeah. They, they came live to the Biologos meeting last spring and I, I got to meet Todd. Well, I know Daryl for a long time, Yeah, but I got to meet Todd Wood and, and it's, it's amazing because he seemed incredibly nervous. He seemed like me before I went into the church. <laughs> and he was- Going to the Biologos I, conference? Yeah, yeah, he was at a Biologos conference surrounded <laughs> by these evolutionary creationists and we treated him with love. Uh, yeah, that's good. And I, I remember shaking his hand and just saying, so happy you're here. And, and it was a great, you know, the two of them sat on the stage and it was a love fest. <laughs> I mean, it was really, <laughs> yeah. it was really good. So I, I think we're in, once we can, really get that sense of unity and you know uh what's the word that's used um diversity within unity of of, of beliefs once we get that we'll be in really good shape and this i i I am hoping and and counting on a reversal of the trend of young people leaving the church and leaving the faith yep I'm hoping that we've hit the bottom of that and that, well, there, there may even be a new awakening. I mean, I don't know. I'm a very optimistic person, so yeah, I may be that's good. <laughs> completely yeah. wrong, but that's yeah. what I believe. Well, that's encouraging. I, I, I feel the same, same way. At least there's reason for optimism. There's so many people doing important work on this and, yes. um, and, and I also see, like you said, you know, the, the, the atheist movement that came out of, uh, Dawkins and Dennett and Hitchens and uh, those guys is, is Pat. And now we're seeing this growth of, of, you know, secular humanists, which are acknowledging that if you just have hard atheism and you lose yeah. what, at least I think you lose uh, morality that you're, you're in trouble. And it seems yeah. to me that secular humanism is just, it's Christianity without Christ. And so yeah. it's a, at least it's a, a positive step forward. It's saying we, we need some universal morality, at least in the basics. And Absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, when I was young and, and an atheist, I was a secular humanist. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so believing in human exceptionalism was considered part of being an atheist. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And the, the, I've often said that if you don't want to believe in God, fine. But don't tell me the human beings are just animals. Yeah. With a few yeah. extra skills and other animals have other skills and we're all the same. Don't right. tell me that. It's, yeah. You're not even looking in the mirror. You're not looking around you. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah. And yet that has become part of this militant atheist dogma, and it's very disturbing. So I agree with you. Yeah. I think it's, it's going to fall on its own face because it's just unsustainable. It's incoherent. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, hopefully we are on the right track, and, and we will see a reversal in that trend, and we'll see people coming back to Christ. I'm praying for that. Well, thanks so much for your time, Sai. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned your, your Twitter following. You do have a very active Twitter account, which I enjoy myself, and, and I'm grateful for that. I, 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 I presume that you view it as a ministry because you do a, an amazing job of, of interacting with people that you don't see eye to eye with, like you said, lots of atheists. Um, so that's a great place to find you. You mentioned you have a blog, and you're also working on some videos on YouTube. Tell us about what other projects you have going on and where people can find you. I decided to start a, a YouTube channel with videos, which may have been a mistake because it's a lot of work. <laughs> um, it's called Faithful Science, but the science is spelled S-Y-E-N-C-E. Okay. Yep. Yep. And okay. I, I have three videos on DNA. So there's science, nerdy type stuff about yep. what DNA is. The first one's about replication, the second is on genes, and the third I just put up is on mutations. Yeah. I will be probably making at least one or two more molecular biology related ones on protein synthesis and yeah. uh, proteins in general. I also have several videos, uh, one or two with me talking, um, one about uh, the history of science and Christianity and how so many scientists have been and are Christians. Oh, great. And include yeah. some clips from Francis Collins and Jennifer Wiseman. Yeah. And I'm now about to put up a video with clips from interviews I did over the last few years with four different atheists. Hmm. Um, oh, great. Including Aaron Ra, Tom Jump, and uh, Pine Creek Doug, who are all fairly well-known uh, atheist YouTubers. Yeah. And so these are edited, of course, they're just short clips of sure. very long ones. And a, and a, a fourth one uh, about whether DNA is a code. So uh, that's going to go up probably the next few days. And I have a few more planned, and we'll see how it goes. Um, it's not getting a huge number of views yet, but it's yeah. still fairly new, so we'll yep. see how it goes. Yep. Well, hopefully we can collaborate. We'd love to have your insights. That'd be great as we uh, uh, make a plan for future Disciple Science videos on, on uh, genetics and molecular biology, yeah. uh, which, which we certainly plan to get to. So, Well, uh, as, I, as I told you, and I'll just say it here publicly, I, I was so excited to see you <clears throat> uh, following me on Twitter and, and uh, the fact that another biologist yeah. is a Christian. I mean, there may be four of us that I know of. <laughs> you, me, and Francis Collins. That's <laughs> I know. Plenty of physicists, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's great that you're doing this and that you're, you know, yes, it is a ministry. Yeah. Your work is a ministry. Yeah. And what, what more can we do yeah. for the sake of our Lord? Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. Well, we'll cut you loose. Thanks so much for your time, Cy. Uh, Blessings to you on all this. And hopefully we'll cross paths here soon. Have a great afternoon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Disciple Science Podcast. We exist to show how integrating science and Christian faith can inspire a fuller knowledge of God. We're a nonprofit and we're fully crowdfunded, so everything we do is dependent on your generous support. If you want to help make this ministry run and support our videos, you can give by visiting our website and clicking on the support button in the upper right-hand corner. There you can also explore the rest of our resources, sign up for our newsletter, and send us feedback about what you want to hear more about in the future. We'd love to hear from you, your questions, comments, and thoughts about the videos and interviews. You can reach us by emailing us at disciplescience1 at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter under at DiscipleScience. I want to thank Caleb Davis for producing this episode, for composing our theme music. I'm Dale. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again next week. Bye.